people, every organization, every corporation, every church needs a sense of purpose that goes, that goes well beyond the four walls of the institution, well beyond just keeping the lights lit. This uh, city in which we live has, as you well know, far too many people trapped in, in the injustice of poverty. The, the best way out, I suppose, one way out certainly, is uh, education. And, and uh, we at St. John's are uh, proud to support the work of the Bishop John T. Walker School for Boys, which is a free school for at-risk boys trapped in, the, in this injustice that exists in our city. We're delighted to have James Woody with us this morning, who is the executive director, and will share with us some of the work that the school does. James? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Bruce, for that introduction. I'm always excited when I have the opportunity to come to St. John's. This is such a, a beautiful sanctuary, first of all, and the rich history that fills this place is something that I stand in awe of at all times, and I hope you appreciate it. Uh, the Bishop Walker School is a diocesan school. Uh, it's the only one, actually, in the city, in the Diocese of Washington. There are lots of other schools, probably 20 Episcopal schools, some of which are the cathedral schools that you may be familiar with, and others are independent schools. But we're the only school in the diocese that has a direct link to the bishop's office. And this is an exciting time for the Bishop Walker School. In fact, just yesterday, uh, we celebrated and dedicated a brand new facility on the campus of the Town Hall Education Arts and Recreation Campus, also known as the ARC. We now occupy 30,000 square feet of prime space in a brand new, built from the ground up, multi-use building that includes spacious light-filled classrooms, a state-of-the-art science lab, a dedicated choral room, and a creativity-inspiring art studio. If you're not familiar with the ARC, it's the most unique campus in the city, if not in the entire nation. Situated on 16 acres of urban parkland, that almost sounds like an oxymoron, but it's not. Uh, 16 acres of urban parkland that abuts a bucolic floodplain in southeast, the ARC houses 14 nonprofit organizations, including three schools, a boys and girls club, the Washington Ballet, Children's National Medical Center, the Phillips Collection, two theaters, and a four-acre organic farm. About the only thing that's missing, perhaps, is a partridge in our pear trees. We do have pear trees. While we're overjoyed to have been given the opportunity to be a part of such a dynamic and collaborative ecosystem, we can never lose sight of the acute need that makes our work so critically important, the need that Bruce alluded to. Despite the progress of the education reform movement in our, in our city over the last decade and a half or so, that progress has been painfully slow and woefully inadequate for the most vulnerable and persistently underserved segments of the population. The education landscape is still very much a portrait of two cities. The results of the most recent academic assessments that all public school students in grades three through eight receive each spring paint a portrait in stark and contrasting colors. While 84% of white students have achieved proficiency in English language arts, only 18 0.4% of African-American boys have. 
18.4%. That's less than one in five. If there's any good news for black boys, it's that the 18.4% number represents a 6% increase over the past three years. I hardly describe that as good news. The Bishop Walker School is the Episcopal Diocese of Washington's response to this crisis. As a tuition-free, independent elementary school serving boys in grades K through five, we are financially accessible to families whose options are decidedly limited. We endeavor to surround each of our students and their families with a comprehensive network of support. We open every morning at 7.30 a.m. We start our day on the playground because we know how much boys need to run around. So for the sake of the students and the teachers, we have them run around for about half an hour before we even let them in the building. And we offer programming until 6.30 p.m. each evening. While our academic year runs from September through June, we offer a wide array of enrichment activities 11 months of the year. This past summer, for example, several of our students participated in multi-week summer camp programs in upstate New York and in New Hampshire. While our rising fifth graders took part in the Servant Leadership Institute here in Washington, three of our recent alumni spent two weeks this summer in South Africa with the DC Boys Choir. I wish we could control or somehow guarantee positive outcomes for all of our boys, all of the ones who their parents have entrusted into our care, but the reality is we can't guarantee anything. The lives in which many of our boys were born are complicated to say the least. But we know that there's certain things that we can do and so we're committed to that. We can provide the things we know are essential to our boys' success. Things like authentic relationships with caring, competent teachers who hold them accountable for meeting high standards. A nurturing community that models and equips them with the spiritual foundation and character to persist through their doubts and fears. Three nutritious meals a day to nourish their developing bodies. Exposure to experiences that broaden their horizons and fuel their imaginations. And unconditional love that soothes their pain, fertilizes the soil of their self-confidence, and provides a safe place to land when they fall. And boys do fall regularly. Perhaps the most precious gift we give our boys at the Bishop Walker School is the gift of childhood, allowing them the opportunity to cling to the innocence all children are born with for as long as possible, giving them time to simply be until they are ready to take on the weight of the adult-like expectations that boys in their peer group are all too often asked to carry much too soon. Over 75% of our boys live in homes that are headed by single women. And it's not uncommon for a mom innocently to say that her eight-year-old or her nine-year-old is the man of the house. We resist that notion. At eight years old, you're not the man of anything. It's our job to make sure that our, our boys and their families understand that it takes time to grow into maturity. And so we're committed to that long-term process. We're now in our 11th school year, and we're pleased with the progress we've made. While yesterday we celebrated the completion of our new building, the building we have called to do for real is just beginning. So we have a new building, but the building is the verb, the work that we must continue to do. It's active and it's ongoing. The building up of a generation of young men who will serve their families and their communities and our world in a way that reflects the image of God and of which we can all be proud. 
At the Bishop Walker School, all of our students learn an honor code that starts off with, I'm a child of God, created in his image, therefore I'm respectful to others and myself. I'm responsible for my actions, word, and work. I am honest and above cheating, stealing, and lying. We believe that's the foundation upon which our discipline system should be built, and we encourage our students every single day to recite that honor code. When boys, as they are prone to do, get into what we'll call trouble, and they come to my office, one of the first things that I do is have them recite the honor code and ask them at which point they feel they, feel they violated that code. We also have a school prayer that happens also to be the same school prayer as the St. Paul School in Concord, New Hampshire. Bishop Walker, our namesake, spent a decade in Concord, and he formed an education philosophy that really caused him to understand that education really is the great equalizer. It's the door to opportunity. And so we try to live that out on a daily basis. And not only are we named for Bishop Walker, we try to live out the legacy of Bishop Walker and his philosophy in a very practical way every single day. I can talk about the Bishop Walker School for hour after hour, but I think there's nothing more powerful than having you come to visit the school, because after all, it is your school. Again, we're the only school in the diocese that has a direct link to all of the parishes. And so I encourage you, as your schedules permit, send us an email, call us, we're at bishopwalkerschool.org. We'd love to have you visit to explore and ponder and consider how you might be able to pursue an opportunity that you've been called to, to support the work of the Bishop Walker School. St. John's has been so supportive of us for many, many years. We would not be the school that we are without your support. You've supported our music ministry. There have been a number of volunteers that have participated on all manner of levels, and we can't do it without you. And so uh, I'd love to thank you for what you've done and encourage you to dig deep inside and explore what you might be able to do in the future to continue to support this effort. Thank you. Thank you, James. The young man came up to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, well, I've done all the, I've checked all the boxes. I, uh, I, uh, uh, I don't cheat on my taxes and I don't cheat on my wife. I uh, give money to the church. I'm, I'm there every Sunday. I mean, what more can I do? And Jesus said, you know, you, you, you need a sense of purpose. You, you, you need to stretch beyond just checking the boxes. You need to, you need to eternal life is, is, is about something much greater than just being ob observant. In uh, the Gospel of John, Jesus says, eternal life is this, knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ, whom God has sent. So there's an equivalence for him, for Jesus, between eternal life and the kingdom of God. And the problem with, with this is, the problem we have is that sometimes as we consider our lives, we put uh, too much emphasis on the things that are unimportant and too little emphasis on the things that are important. Ethicists says, distinguish between uh, uh, matters that have uh, intrinsic value and matters that have instrumental value. 
instrumental matters that have instrumental value are only useful in that they get us to a better end. So maybe it's about means and, and ends. I had to buy a new car recently and it's a wonderful car. I was very excited to have it for about three days. Now it's just a tool, right? Just like all of us. We, it's a nice thing to have, but it's just a tool. The same thing is true of money. Money has no uh, intrinsic value. Its value is only instrumental. And so as we consider our responsibility to this church, we need to consider the fact that it goes well beyond the four walls. It goes, it goes to the purpose of this church, which among other things, and, and that's, that's what's matter. That's what's important. And among other things, it's, uh, the purpose of this church is to help with the uh, injustice of poverty that the Bishop Walker School is working on. And it's not just about writing a check. It's about knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ whom God has sent. That is to say, being in relationship with people who need relationships. Loving people who need to be loved. Being partners with James and his staff and the kids at that school who need, who need partners. That's the needle we have to thread between the need to have some money and the need to realize that its value is only instrumental, only what it can do. And if it can help us institutionally and individually to be in relationship with kids who need relationships, that's eternal life. Amen. <laughs>